Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome to this episode with me, your host. My name is Dallin. It is always great to spend some time with you today. And today we're talking about how you should be investing in your TSP. Because this is probably one of the most common questions I get all the time. Whether someone is a new federal employee, whether they're young, whether they're mid-career, whether they're almost about to retire or even retired, I get the same question. How should I be investing? Where should I put my money? What makes the most sense for me? And today we're going to dig into all the different things that you really should be thinking about when thinking about where you should put your money. Because honestly, when it comes to working for the federal government, you know, being a federal employee isn't always known for crazy high salaries or bonuses or stock options. It's not known for that. But despite that, you have federal employees retiring as millionaires all the time, right? And how do they do that? Well, they use the TSP well and consistently and correctly over the course of their career. Now, one of the most crucial things to know on this piece of content, whether it's on the podcast, the YouTube channel, is I wrote an article, and you can go find all my articles on my blog articles um, and guides on HawesFederalAdvisors.com. And this article, and it's gonna be called the same thing that this YouTube this YouTube video is called or the podcast, right? It's gonna be how to invest your TSP, um, the ultimate guide, right? And actually the reason I want you to check that out is because there's gonna be a bunch of other articles that are gonna have links right in this article that'll go in way more detail into almost everything I'm talking about today, okay? So when I talk about something, if you want to learn more, well, I've already done a whole nother video, an article going deeper into every little aspect of this. And really, this, this to, you know, today's content is going to really uh, bridge all of that and have a nice summary. But if you want more details, which will really, really help dig in to what really you should be doing for you, definitely check that out, okay? So when it comes to though, deciding how you should be investing your TSP, the first thing that you have to really understand and know is the funds, right? Is, okay, um, I, I need to know what funds I can invest in. And so once you know that, then then you're then you're going, you're started, right? So really there are five core funds. And again, I um, if you go to the article, there's a, there's a, a linked article there that um, goes through all the details of these five funds, exactly what they're invested in, so you understand what exactly your money is in. But long story short, the summary of that is there's really aggressive funds and conservative funds. And those are one of the most crucial things to understand. First, the G fund and the F fund are the conservative, more conservative funds, right? Where over time, what that means is they're not gonna grow very much, but they're not gonna be very volatile either right? The aggressive funds or the C fund, the S fund, and the I fund, okay? Where these funds over time are going to grow more than the G and, G and F fund, but um, in the short term, they could be a little more volatile, right? Those are the really distinctions you want to know. So the G fund and the F fund, again, are conservative. The C, S, and I are the more aggressive. And those are the core things that you have to understand. Now, many of you might say, hey, what about, what about the L funds? There's tons of those, um, you know, what are those all about? Well, long story short, the L funds are just different combinations of the five core funds. They're not unique and distinct funds by themselves. They're just different combinations and they will automatically get more, <clears throat> get more conservative the closer you get to the year that the certain L fund is named after, after, right? So for example, the L30, 
L2035 fund is going to get more and more conservative the closer we get to the year 2035, right? That's kind of how it works, right? So those are the basics of the funds, right? Again, go check out those other articles and videos to go deeper into that. That's the core of it. Now, to dig into, okay, let's say you're working. It's during your career. How should you be investing your TSP? And I think it's helpful to start on the extreme. So if someone's in their 20s, right? Well, what your TSP is designed for, and I assume what you're using it for, is to be prepared for retirement, right? And if that is the case, then in your 20s, you're probably not going to be needing that for 30, 40 years sometimes, right? A long time, depending on how long you plan on working, right? And if that's the case, well, the vast majority of your money, if not all of it, should probably be in something pretty aggressive, right? The C, S, and I funds. So what that means is in the short term, will you have a little more volatile TSP? Yeah, you will. It'll bounce around. But over time, it's going to grow way faster than the GNF fund, right? Way faster. So, and that's kind of the one extreme, right? On the other extreme is, okay, what if, what if you're retiring tomorrow? What should you do then, right? Well, this is how I approach it. Again, I have a whole nother video on this, so definitely check that out to get more of the details. But th- this is the basic approach that I use, is as someone gets closer to retirement, the needs that they have become a little more nuanced, right? Where when someone's young in their career, most 20-something you know, federal employees should be invested in their TSP pretty similarly. But as people approach retirement, then the needs change to some degree because the reason is everyone is planning to use their TSP a little differently. It's like, okay, you're retiring, but what does that mean? When are you retiring? What age are you retiring? When are you starting Social Security? What other income sources do you have and when do those turn on? When do you get your mortgage paid off? There's lots of different things in the timeline of retirement that are going to be different from person to person. So that means the amount of money you're going to be pulling from your TSP is going to be different from person to person. And the amount of money you have in your TSP is going to be different from person to person, right? But really what it comes down to is you want to be investing your money based on when you need it, when you need it, right? Because that's what it all comes down to. If you need money tomorrow to buy a home, to buy a car, whatever, from your TSP, then you don't want to be investing that money aggressively because what if the stock market plummets today, right? You don't want that to happen, right? So any money you need in the short term needs to be tied up and pretty safe. But any money you don't need, and it's for the long term in your TSP, even when you're retired, it needs to be more aggressive. It needs to be growing. Because guess what? Just like this year, because we are seeing inflation higher than we ever have before, it is more crucial than ever to make sure your long-term money is growing faster than inflation. So that in the future, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, your money's still there for you and it has grown more than prices have grown so that you can maintain your standard of living over time. It is so, so crucial. Okay, so what does that look like in practice? Really, we use what we call a bucket approach. But again, go check out that other that article that I wrote and it's got a bunch of links to other things that'll help you see with, with graphs, with videos, with all kinds of helpful things to help you get this. But again, I'm gonna summarize it here. So we use what we call a bucket approach where there's a cash bucket, a midterm bucket, and a long-term bucket. And the cash bucket is about two to three years worth of needs. So for example, what does that mean? If you told me, hey, I'm gonna need $50,000 in the first 
three years-ish of retirement and I'm retiring tomorrow. Okay, awesome. Well, let's take that 50 grand, let's put it into something super safe because we don't know in the short term what the market's gonna do. Let's put it into something like the G Fund, something similar, right, super safe. Um, and then, okay, let's build out your midterm bucket. What does that look like? Well, let's take about another three years worth of money. So if you told me, hey, for the next three years after the first three, I need, an, uh, let's say again, another $50,000. Okay, great. Let's take that money, let's put it into something like the F fund, right? Something that is still pretty conservative, will grow a little more than the G fund, but still pretty, pretty conservative over time. Um, and so as a result, you've got about five to six years-ish worth of money tied up in pretty conservative funds um, to, to fund the first five to six years of your, your retirement, um, and it's really not gonna be volatile. Now, it allows you to take the rest of your money and be more aggressive. Again, we talked about why it's important to be more aggressive with the rest of your money, right? And so, as a result, so let's say you retire, and let's say another 2008 happens, where the market just plummets, the bottom falls out, and it's terrible. Well, if you follow this strategy, well, you've got five to six years worth of money that's not in the market, it's in the GNF fund, right? And these funds, again, they're not gonna grow much, but they're going to be pretty darn safe. So you've got five to six years to let the market recover before you even touch your long-term money. And so you don't have to take money out of your long-term money when the market's down. You don't wanna do that. It allows you over time to buy low, sell high over time to do, do that consistently. So that is a framework. Again, if you look online, there's tons of frameworks and strategies and things when it comes to investing in retirement. But in my opinion, this bucket strategy makes sense, right? And it's simple and fairly easy to use and execute on in retirement. So if that's helpful for you, awesome. If there's another strategy online you find that works better, awesome. The most important thing is that it works, right? And that you're able to execute on it consistently over time in retirement. Those are the two most important things. Is okay, can I do this? You know, can I do this? Um, and does it work, right? Will it ensure that I'm not gonna run out of money, that um, my short-term money is gonna be there when I need it, but also my long-term money is growing at a rate good enough so that I don't have to worry and stress about having money you know, 10, 15 years down the road, right? So those are the most crucial things, again, when it comes to retirement, um, what you wanna plan for, right? Again, your TSP is for retirement, okay? So again, those are the two extremes that I think really kind of paint the picture of what your TSP is designed to do is, okay, at the beginning of your career, you wanna be aggressive. And when you're about to retire, it doesn't mean you wanna be super conservative. It means you wanna be more conservative, but you wanna build out these buckets so that you have the money when and how you need it. So I hope that was helpful. If you want to know more about each individual thing that I talked about, again, go to the article I wrote on my website. It's gonna be called How to Invest Your TSP, The Ultimate Guide. Check that out. There's gonna be a tons of helpful things in there to learn more and to get really some details on this topic. So I hope that was helpful. If this is helpful for you, if you found value in, the, in this information, please consider subscribing, join the community, sharing. It really helps us out a lot and it helps out whoever you share this great information with so that they can be just a little more comfortable and confident in their future and in their retirement. So have a great rest of your day. We'll talk soon.